Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> I really, uh, I saw that video this week, and I, I wanted to share it today, because um, I really liked it. it. It's touching, you know, it's, it's a good little video. We all hopefully have teachers that have impacted our lives, people that have taken the time to really get to know us, and, and we can look back at that person and be like, you know, that person changed my life. Um, and you know what's, what's heartfelt about a, a video like that, what's, uh, you know, what touches us is that, that those students love their teachers because their teachers took the time to really get to know them, to, who, to get to know who they were. Those students loved their teachers, not because you know, it was necessarily so amazing what they taught them, but because they saw that their teachers cared more about them than what they were teaching them. And uh, I think it's so easy for us in, in whatever walk of life we're in, or even just, you know, as we're just going about our daily life, that it's so easy for us to get distracted by what we're doing that we forget about the people around us. Um, we can get so distracted trying to do what's important that we forget about what is most important. And uh, my favorite part of the video is, is the very end, when that one teacher says he, he doesn't get emotional, you know, normally, but he's, he's crying. And, and I love what he said at the end. He said, if you can change someone's perception of themselves and make them better than what they thought they were, then I think you've done a good job. And, and those are the words of someone that cares more about people than, than he cares about his job. And I just thought that was so cool. And, and that video, it actually does relate to what I want to talk about today. Uh, so it's not just a random video. Um, Dr. Wheeler has been telling us, you know, over and over, he's been saying, this church has been placed here in Rocky Mount, you know, Rocky Mount, Virginia, Rocky Mount Baptist Church has been placed here by God to, to shine the love of the gospel on this community. And that's true, but I want to be more specific today. All right, and the, the truth is that God has placed this church here in order to shine the love of the gospel upon the people of this community. And I think it's so easy for us to, to be so focused on, on the community, the community, or, or just you know, doing, doing ministry that we forget that doing ministry is people, all right, that the gospel was given to us for lost people. And and I, I was convicted about that this week as I was preparing. Uh, just, just like it's easy, you know, for a teacher to be more focused on, on what they're teaching than who they're teaching, I think that it, we can be more concerned about being good Christians than the people we're supposed to show Christ to. And that's what I want to talk about today. You know, I, like I said, I, I was convicted this week. I've, I can look back on my life, and, and I know I've, there have been times when I was more concerned about the gospel than, than the lost people the gospel was meant for. There have been times in my life when I've even been sharing the gospel. And, and the gospel, you know, I, I want to go into ministry because I love the gospel, all right? But, but there have been times when I, when I was sharing the gospel, not just because, you know, I loved the person I was sharing with, but because I loved the gospel more than, more than the person I was sharing with. And, and the gospel is meant to, to, for people, we can't love the gospel more than the people the gospel is meant for because that, that's a false dichotomy. Um, and, and I was thinking about it too, like it, it goes even deeper. Sometimes I, we care more about the church 
We care more about the, you know, the mission of the church to be the, the hands and feet of Christ than the, than the people around us that we're supposed to love as the hands and feet of Christ. And I think that the only way we can overcome that and we can, we can keep coming back to what's really important and keeping the main thing the main thing is, is remembering why we, we have those things, remembering why we are the church, remembering why we love, remembering why we share, remembering why we serve. That teacher knew why he was a teacher. He had a purpose that, that drove him to continue teaching even when being a teacher was hard, even when the students frustrated him. Um, I don't have a watch today, so I'm putting this and, yeah, so I got my phone out. All right, here we go. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not quite Dr. Wheeler. Um, so, so today, you know, I want to talk about our motivations for sharing the gospel and our motivations for serving others like Dr. Wheeler has been challenging us to do. Because one thing I've discovered in my own life is, is that the simple truth is no matter how passionate the people are that are teaching us, no matter how many ideas we're given, the, the only thing that will change and make us actually start to, to share the gospel and start to serve people is a desire to do it. We have to want to share the gospel before we're going to share it. It doesn't matter how great the ideas are or how passionate and fiery Dr. Wheeler gets. Until we get it in our hearts and in our minds to want to love this community, the people in this community, to want to share the gospel because people need the gospel, we won't do it. Um, and like I said, this is something I'm, I'm learning in my own life. I grew up in the church. I grew up just doing, going through the motions. I know what it's like. And it's so easy for us to, to begin to just continue down the road and just go through the motions that we forget why we're doing it. And we forget the substance of, of the gospel. And we forget the, the people the mission points us to. And we're so focused. And, and so I'm speaking to myself today. And because I, we can never be the kind of Christians we're supposed to be until, until we can learn to love people with the gospel and love people in Christ as we love Christ. So I want to take time today, like I said, to help us think about how we can love people and, and why we should want to serve the gospel. Um, so my, my message today is entitled, Loving by Listening, all right? And it's, it's not a trick. This is, that's what it is, loving by listening. That's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Because I think that, that what we need to do if we're going to love people, is we need to listen to them. We need to take the time to, to hear their stories. You know why the teacher cried in that video? He cried because he listened to those, those students' stories as they were talking to him on that computer. He, he actually saw what, what was happening in their life as a result of his, of his teaching. All right, Hearing someone's story is a powerful thing. And, and listening to someone's story does two things, all right? First, listening to someone's story, it, it helps that person to see that you care for them. If, if we live in a, in, a, in a culture that is very much about sharing your own opinion, all right? Everyone's got their Twitter accounts, their Facebook accounts, and everyone wants to share their opinion. Everyone, everyone wants to know my opinions out there, you know? But I think it's a powerful thing when we... When we First, go up to someone and we just say, what's your story? People, when we actually care about people, we will hear what they have to say. 
even if we don't agree, we will listen to them so that we can at least understand where they're coming from. So that's the first thing listening does. Listening shows people that we care. And the second thing, listening helps us to care for people. All right, listening helps us to know where they're coming from, helps us to, com- to, to connect with people. Listening to people's stories helps us to love people. We can't love people if we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know their struggles, their, their challenges, their, their joys. All right? we, can't, we can't love people if we don't know them. And I'll be the first to admit that loving people doesn't come naturally to me. All right? I, you know, I'm good at maybe putting on a smile and you know, befriending people really easy, but, but I don't just you know, really connect on a deeper level with people you know, off the bat. Um, and and it's, you know, it's because it's hard. You know, we don't... We don't take the time to listen to people's stories sometimes because people are messy. People are time-consuming. Sometimes, you know, this people are just annoying. You know, like, there's sometimes we're just like, you know, I don't want to spend, you know, another minute talking to this person, let alone five minutes not, you know, just, just pure listening, not getting my point in as well. Um, and, but what I'm saying is, you know, like, if we're going to love people with the gospel like we've been called to, you know, and the gospel doesn't call us just to love annoying people. The gospel calls us to love our enemies, all right? And if loving our annoying people is hard, loving our enemies is, is even harder, all right? If, if we're going to love people, it's going to take a lot more than just sheer force, you know, the sheer force of our will, you know, in deciding to love them. It's going to take more than that. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, I've, I've been there. I know it's hard. But you know what I've found? When I take the time to just listen to someone and hear their story, just ask them, you know, you know tell me your story. You know, what, what, do you, what do you struggle with? You know, what makes you happy? What do you like to do? What, you know, where are you from? Like really hearing someone's story, I find it a lot easier to love that person than I ever thought possible. And... And why is that? You know, because even with all our differences, even with all the things that we disagree on, we still have more in common than, than, than things that make us different. We're all people. We all have stories, all right? We all have pain and joy in our past. We all have scars and struggles. We've all felt the sting of rejection. We've all felt the, the cold shoulder of neglect in our lives. We all have memories that we can look back on that are that are joyful and that make us smile, you know, a childhood dog maybe, a favorite family vacation, a trip that we made with a friend. We, we have, you know, memories that, that make us want to laugh and cry at the same time. You know, memories of holidays with loved ones that have passed on, memories of, of times with a group of friends that, you know, have since all moved on with life and all live in different places. You know, I look back on, on my group of college friends and how much I loved them and how close we were, and now we're all, you know, separated, you know. And I'll still, I'll always be those people's friends, but we'll never be able to go back to those times like we had, you know. We, t- life keeps moving, and we all have, have our own history. We all have past. We all have, like I said, struggles and, and trials and joys and memories, all of us, everyone, no matter how different we are. We all have a lot more in common than we have different. But how often do we, do we care enough to listen to a person's story when we meet them? I want to tell you a story 
of a time when I took the time to listen to someone's story. When I lived in Canada for a year working with a church plant, there was a guy who came to our church named Kevin, and he didn't come to church a lot. You know, he just kind of came every once in a while and was a little hard to talk to sometimes just because he didn't catch, you know, social cues always. Um, but I thought I would get to know him a little better. Our church was small, and I wanted to reach out to him and maybe encourage him to, to come to church more regularly. And so I asked him in church that Sunday if, if he, you know, would like to meet up that week, and I told him I'd buy him dinner. And he agreed, and so we met for dinner and, and had a real conversation, you know, not just one of those church conversations, you know what I'm talking about, you know, how are you, you know, I'm great, how about you, I'm great too, yeah, see you next week conversation, you know. No, we had, we had a real conversation. We actually talked about our lives. And you know what I found out from Kevin? Kevin was, was really struggling with a lot of things. He had a difficult life. And, and so I told Kevin, I said, you know, let me, let me buy you dinner once a week, and we'll keep meeting. I'll keep praying for you, you know, and just want to encourage you. And the first week we met, I found out that Kevin was uh, under a lot of stress because he had a, a, a difficult boss at work, you know, just gave him a really hard time and, and was merciless, basically. Any mistake, you know, just Kevin got, just rode Kevin's, you know, just, just would not let it, leave him alone. And Kevin had, had trouble dealing with that. Um, the second week, I found out that Kevin was under financial pressure because his, his mom had lost her job and he was trying to take care of her and, and take care of himself. And it was hard. I in the following weeks and months, I learned he had been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome in his life, late in life, when he was like 18 or so, and, and that made him feel worthless. It made him feel like, like he wasn't, you know, as much of a person as, as someone else. Uh, I, I learned that he lost his father in high school, and that had rocked his world. I learned that, that after his father had died, his, his grandfather started taking care of, of his family, and and they got really close, and his grandfather died. And then I learned that, that kind of the one person left in his life that he was really close to his, was, was his uncle. And, and, uh, and a couple months earlier, his uncle had been diagnosed with brain cancer and was basically just in the hospital all the time, and he didn't really have the time to see him. Uh, Kevin was, was almost totally alone in his, his, in his walk with life, the walk in life, and, and I would never have known that if I hadn't taken the time to just ask him, you know, tell me about yourself. Like, what's your story? And you know what? When I first met Kevin, like I said, I just kind of thought, you know, he's kind of hard to talk to. I'll be nice to him, but, you know, I really want to talk to these other people at church. When I took the time to hear Kevin's story, you know, God really just did a work in my heart, and he just broke my heart for Kevin. He made me want to go to Kevin every Sunday I saw him and just be like, Kevin, how are you today? It was like every turn of Kevin's life was, was harder than the previous. It made me, made me thought to myself, how can, how can I ever complain about anything when, when Kevin is going through all this? And, and like I told you, I could have had a hundred church conversations with Kevin and never got to know him at all and, until I, I took the time to be intentional. And hearing someone's story we have to be intentional about it. It's not just going to happen. We have to seek it out. With these cards, I hope you're being intentional with them because, because we, can, you know, do, we, can, we can just do the church thing and just go through the motions, and that's great. God can still use that. 
You know, God can use even, an, even our insincere, you know, obedience. But how much more can God use our sincerity? How much more can he use our love? How much more can, can this church and the gospel and these cards mean to us and mean to this community when we're, when we're approaching it out of a desire to love people and know people and, and share Christ with people rather than just be good Christians? When was the last time um, you took the time to hear someone's story? When, just think about it. When was the last time you really intentionally were like, tell me about yourself. Like, I want to get to know you. You know what happened um, as I got to know Kevin more and more? Not only was his life changed and I, able to, I was able to encourage him and pray for him and share scripture with him, my life was changed too. All right, my heart Went out to Kevin. I was just emailing him this week. We still keep in touch. And you know what? As the weeks went on, not only was, was my life changed, Kevin's life, like I said, was, was changed too. As I, was will, as I put myself out there and I was willing to love and serve Christ, Kevin became more willing to, to love and serve Christ as well. And Kevin got baptized at our church a couple weeks later because I, I took the time to hear his story and to love him. Just a couple conversations where I really genuinely wanted to get to know him. Just listening. We can serve people by just listening to their story. And so um, I'm actually going to practice this with us today, all right? John 13, 35 says that people will know we are disciples of Jesus by our love, all right, by our love for one another. And so before we can love non-Christians, before we can love people outside of the church, we have to be able to love people in the church. We have to be able to, to care for one another. We, God has made us children, and God has made us a family through Christ. And if we can't love each other, we won't be able to love non-Christians. And so I, I told Dr. Wheeler that I was going to ask you to do this. I asked him if he thought it was a good idea, and he said it was. So here we go. Blame him if it goes bad. I don't think it will, though. I think it'll be good. So this is what I want you to do in a minute. All right, we're going to practice. In a minute, I want everyone to stand up, and I want you to find someone you don't normally talk to in this church, and I want you to have a real conversation with them, all right? We're going to do this just really quick. I'm going to give you three minutes each, so find someone as soon as I say go. I didn't, I didn't say go yet. Find someone you don't normally talk to, and I want you to have a real conversation with them, all right? If you're, if you're a Christian, I want you to share with that person a struggle that Christ has met you in, all right? I want you to share something from your past that was difficult, but that Christ met you and strengthened you and helped you to face it, all right? And if you're not a Christian, that's all right. I want you to share with that person why you came to church today, and if there was one thing Christ could help you with, if he could help you with any one thing, I want you to share that with that person. If there was one thing Jesus could do for you, all right, share with that person what you wish it could be, all right? So stand up now and find someone that you're not going to talk to. I'm going to give you three minutes each, all right? So one at a time, I'll say switch when it's time to switch, all right? So find someone you don't normally talk to. Okay, I think we're starting to slow down. So everyone can find their way back to their seats. And we'll get started here in a little bit. I'm not gonna cut you off right away. But we're starting to, to wind it down. I hope everyone had a good conversation. I hope you did. Um, I know what it's like 
just the normal church conversation. We can sometimes we can just keep going to church, and it can be weeks. You know, we've been to church and not had a real conversation with someone at church. So I hope she had a real conversation with someone. I really loved that. I think that it went well. Someone raise your hand if you had a good conversation. All right, great. Maybe we can just start doing that more. Now it's on you to start doing that more. All right. Uh, let me find where I was. Yeah, I think, you remember what the, what the last thing that teacher in the video said? He said, if we can change someone's perception of themselves, we can make them better than what they thought they were. Or he said, if you can change someone's perception of themselves and make them better than what they thought they were, then I think you've done a good job. Do you know why Jesus has called us to serve people? He's, he's called us to serve people and to hear people's stories and to, to meet them in their pain and in their struggling because Christ wants us to show the world how much he loves them and he values them just like he has shown us how much he loves us and values us by his, his death on the cross, all right? God's love for us places on us a value greater than any value we could achieve on our own, okay? Everyone, we all are looking for things that give our life value. I was talking with, with the youth about this today. Like there's, all of us have times when we, when we wonder to ourselves, am I worthless or, or, or who am I? And we're wondering, you know, what does my life amount to? Like how much, you know, do I matter? All of us, all of us in this room are, are looking for that, you know, in something. And maybe a relationship, a hobby, success, a car, achievement, anything. Maybe some of us just don't have time to think about it because we're so busy and we just, you know, don't know what we are worth because we just, just you know, live in life. Just don't have time to stop and think about it. I don't know. But, but I was telling the youth today, guys, in, in Psalm 8, the, the, the psalmist talks about how how God's name is so glorious and that all the earth is, is points glory back to God, all right? The, the sun, the moon, the stars. And, and despite all this, God took us, humans, and he put us over it. He said it made us a little lower than the angels, but clothed us with glory and honor and crowned us with dominion of the earth. Guys, God created the universe, the universe, the stars, the sun, and he said, we are worth more than that. The stars will fade away. The sun will stop shining and will cease to exist. But everyone in this room and everyone outside of this church will live forever somewhere. And Jesus Christ died so that we could live forever with him. He didn't die for the sun or the stars or the moon. Do you know that God thinks about you more than he thinks about the stars? That God cares more about you than he cares about the sun. God didn't, Jesus didn't die for the sun. He died for every individual in this room. Jesus Christ washed the disciples' feet, not because it was a good, humble thing for a Savior to do. He did it because he loved them and he wanted to serve them. He served them out of love. The essence of serving is love. Guys, Listen, just listen to Ephesians 2, all right? It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, 
made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Maybe on these cards we should put, this is a work God created for me to do. All right? Maybe that's something we could put on there. It says, therefore remember that you, the once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I already said to you that Christ thinks of you more than he thinks about the stars. Listen to this passage from Psalm 40. It says, Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done. There's lots of stars in this universe that are incredible. Many are God's wonderful works, but your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. God's love for us is so ridiculous. It's ridiculous, all right? Like, it's so big and powerful and incredible that nothing can even separate us from it. Nothing we do against God can separate us from the love of God. You know that. Listen to Romans 8. Paul says, "For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels or principalities or powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is, this is the love that God has shown us. This is the love that he poured out on us by, by serving us when he died on the cross to, to forgive us of our sins, even when we are dead in trespasses. Now, so, so now, you know now, you know, all right? You know how much Christ has loved you and how he has served you, all right? And it's your job, it's our job to love Christ and to love others who he also died for. And, and it's our job to hear their stories and loving them. We can't love people without getting to know them. And we can't get to know them without taking the time to hear their stories. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but you, you know, has anyone seen Mulan in here? You guys seen Mulan? All right, there's a, there's a, at the end, when Mulan comes back to her dad, you know, she, she runs away to save him, and, and you know, she, she's trying to do all this stuff to earn her dad's love, you know, because she's not a man, and she, she, has kept, she kept dishonoring her father in all these different ways. And so at the end, she's like, she, she brings the, the sword of, of whatever that guy is, you know, and that, that medal that the emperor gave her, and, and she, she brings that to her father, trying to show him, like, I've, I've finally done something to honor you. I've finally done something to earn your love. And she, she puts it, you know, in his hands. And what does he do? He just drops it, right? He says that the greatest gift in honor is having you as a daughter. And this is what Christ 
says to us on the cross. He says, I don't want anything you can give me. I love you because I love you. And we should love people because they are worth loving, no matter how annoying they are, what they've done to become our enemy. This, these verses say just because we care. Do you care when you give them to people? Or are you just doing it? Like I said, I, I'm so glad. I hope that everyone in this room has done it. All right? I, I did that at, at the McDonald's last week as I left town. I hope everyone is, is doing these cards. And we have more. We're going to give you more at the end of this service. Do you care when you're serving people? Do you care when you're sharing the gospel? Do you care enough to even do it in the first place? We have to care. And so I, I, have, I want to give you guys two last things um, as we leave, as, as just strategies for how you can care for people, all right? how you can share the gospel. Because I know it's intimidating to share the gospel, but you can do it. Because what's more important is that you love people than how well you share the gospel. Because if, if people know you love them, they'll be willing to hear you, and even if you bumble through sharing the gospel. All right, Ravi Zacharias, one of the most intelligent and, and amazing apologists on this earth, all right, he's incredible. I've heard him speak. It's like, like, it's like he has, knows everything. It's crazy. All right, and you know what he says? He says, love is the greatest apologetic. Love, love, love. So this is the, this is the first thing I want to give you. If this is how we can move hearing people's stories into sharing Christ's story with them, all right? And it's simple. It's just the story method of evangelism, all right? And you can write this down. Number one, we listen to their story. Your story, all right? So thinking, like, we, we say, what's your story? What is your story? All right? And after we listen, we share our story, all right? We say, what's your story? This is my story. And then finally, hopefully, all of your stories are connected to Christ's story because you are Christians. So it's, it's what is your story? This is my story this is God's story, all right? So three stories. And like I said, all of us have things in common with people. All of us have, have struggles and challenges. I told you to find out someone's challenge because we all have challenges. So we meet, we, we listen to people and we hear, wow, I've, we, you know, you struggle with that, so did I. Let me tell you about how I struggled with this, but let me tell you how God met me in my struggle. And so this is, this is a one way you can turn he, listening to someone's story and to sharing Christ's story with them. Your story, my story, God's story. All right? And this is the, this is the next one, all right? This is the bless strategy of, of evangelism. So we should bless people, right? Bless. This is an acronym. So just write B-L-E-S-S -S if you're writing this down, all right? First, we begin to pray for them, all right? Sometimes even hearing people's story, it's hard to love them. But if you pray for them, and if you ask God to help you love them, you better watch out because God can do it. So we begin to pray for them, B. Next, we listen to them, all right? Snuck in there again. So we begin to pray for them, we listen to them. E is we eat with them, all right? We all eat. I bet you that you can find something in common, some food that you love. You know, if, as you listen to this person, be like, what do you love to eat? I want to make that for you. We can, we can eat with people, we can, share our, we can share our meals with them, all right? And the first S is serve them, all right? And I just gave you an idea for how to serve them. Make, make something for them. After you find out what they like to eat, make it, 
or in, invite them to eat it with you, all right? So the first S is serve. So begin to pray for them, listen to them, eat with them, serve them, and you might be able to guess the next S, share with them, share the gospel, because the greatest way you can bless someone is by sharing the love of Christ with them, sharing what has changed your life, and I hope the gospel has changed your life, because it, it should. So please grab another card on the way out. Um, be thinking of, like, we can, we can serve, we can do this. We can change this community for Christ just by actually caring. And we can care by listening to people's stories. Dr. Wheeler told me to give you guys, like, a, a bunch of ideas, you know, but I'm, I got one, you know. Listen, hear people's stories, all right? And we'll see what, what he says if, if I did enough. Um, be thinking about how you can serve people on the 30th and the 7th, November 30th and December 7th. We're going to be doing some serving nights. We'll have some announcements coming up about that, I'm sure. Um, but please, I encourage you, before Friend Day, take the time to hear that person's story. Right? Be thinking of just one person who you like, I don't know their story. I want to hear their story so I, can, so I can share the gospel with them so I can invite them on Friend Day. People will say yes to you to come to Friend Day. If you have heard their story, they will be way more inclined to say yes coming to, to church after they've seen you care for them, all right? Asking people to come to church doesn't always show people you care for them. It might kind of just maybe shows them that, that you think they're a bad person, you know? Like, hey, you need to come to church with me, you know? Like, come to church with me, you know? And I think we should invite people to church, but I think first, we need to take the time to hear people's stories. So please, before you invite someone to Friend Day, and please all of you be thinking of people that you can bless, B-L-E-S-S, -S, you know, begin to pray for them. You know, hear their story and then invite them to Friend Day. Please do this. And please, care for people. So, let me pray and we'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you have loved us with an everlasting love, a love that cannot be earned, that you don't want us to earn, God. You just say that you love us, God, and you do ask us to, to obey you, but out of gratitude, out of, out of a love that you have already shown us, God, you say that we love because you first loved us. So let us love you, God. Let us see how much you love us. Let us know how much you care for us. Let us Know that we are worth more than the sun, moon, and stars. And let us see others as worth the same, God, because you died for them as well. Let us love people. Let us serve people. Let us care for people. And let us hear their stories. I pray that Friend Day will be an amazing day here in Rocky Mount. As, as all these people flood into this church because people took the time to hear their stories, God. And let, let, let them hear your story because your story is the greatest story that has ever been told. We thank you as, as Christmas approaches and we remember that you sent your son out of love for us, to serve us, to die for us, that, that we might love and, and give our lives for others, God. We thank you and we praise you and we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen.